O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Hear our voice, O Lord, according to your faithful love, according to your judgment, give us life. Blessed are you, God of compassion and mercy. To you be praise and glory forever. In the darkness of our sin, your light breaks forth like the dawn, and your healing springs up for deliverance. As we rejoice in the gift of your saving help, sustain us with your bountiful spirit, and open our lips to sing your praise. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God. Good morning. I think I said hello to most of you this morning. Got some uh, bands of marriage to read in a moment. I don't think there's too much in the way of news. You've got your news sheet anyway. But we have some bands of marriage that I shall read. I published the bands of marriage between Dean Mason of this parish and Jasmine Venus Eames of this parish. This is for the first time of asking. If any of you know any reason in law why they may not marry, you are to declare it now. I didn't think you were going to say much because you probably don't know who they are, do you? <laughs> but we shall pray for them and I know they'll be with us in the next couple of weeks. So let's pray for them now. So Father, we lift this couple to you, praying for their preparation, thanking you that they want to declare their love in lifelong marriage. We pray for their marriage ahead, Lord, that you will be with them in all that they do, and that they will share your love. Amen. Fantastic. Well, we've got a, a morning uh, worship, uh, praise this morning. Um, we're going to sing our first hymn, which is 625. Praise the Lord, ye heavens adore him. So let's stand as we sing. Praise the Lord.
do have a seat. As you know, we're into Lent now, um, and so I thought I'd bring the uh, litany from Wednesday uh, as our confession this morning. So as we come before our God, let's take a moment to be silent, to, ref to turn to him in our sinful ways and know that he's keen to forgive us. From all evil and mischief, from pride, vanity and hypocrisy, from envy, hatred and malice, from all evil intent, good Lord, deliver us. From sloth, worldliness and love of money, from hardness of heart and contempt for your word and your laws, good Lord, deliver us. From sins of body and mind, from the deceits of the world, the flesh and the devil, good Lord, deliver us. In all times of sorrow, in all times of joy, in the hour of death and at the day of judgment, good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your birth, childhood and obedience, by your baptism, fasting and temptation, good Lord, deliver us. By your ministry in word and work, by your mighty acts of power, and by your preaching of the kingdom, good Lord, deliver us. By your agony and trial, by your cross and passion, and by your precious death and burial, good Lord, deliver us. By your mighty resurrection, by your glorious ascension, and by your sending of the Holy Spirit, good Lord, deliver us. Give us true repentance, forgive us of all our sins of negligence and ignorance, and our deliberate sins, and grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit, to amend our lives according to your Holy Word. Holy God, holy and strong, holy and immortal, have mercy upon us. Amen. So the collect of the prayer of the week, and the, as ever, before... I pray the collect, a moment of silence for you to bring to mind the things that you're grateful for and pray to God. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ fasted forty days in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin, give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to your Spirit, and as you know our weakness, so we may know your power to save through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As Catherine comes up, I just uh, delight in the collect. As you may know, the collect is based upon the lectionary readings. And of course, we're in the middle of a series at the moment, and we're not having the lectionary readings today. Um, yet we do have 
the reading with the 40 days in the wilderness in it. So, yeah, God's good anyway, isn't it? So, thank you, Catherine. The first reading is taken from Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 to 13. The baptism and temptation of Jesus. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him out into the desert and he was in the desert 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Okay, we're going to grab our hymn books and turn to number 19. All my hope on God is founded. Let's stand as we sing, All my hope on God is founded.
to have a seat as I uh, bring our second reading, which is also from Mark 1. I'm going to begin at verse 21, going through to 39. Jesus drives out an impure spirit. They went on to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority. Just then, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The pure spirit shook the man violently and came out with a shriek. The people were so amazed, they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority? He gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread about all over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her by the hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait upon them. There's a whole sermon in that bit there, isn't there? But I won't go there right now. That evening, after sunset, the people brought Jesus to all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus, Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone's looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to a nearby village, so I can preach there also. This is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Father God, as we move into Lent and the preparation of seeing Jesus rise. May we have open hearts to hear your spirit throughout the whole of Lent. But would you also take my preparation and use it for your glory. Amen. To be more like Jesus, you need to do what Jesus did. That may sound vaguely familiar if you remember back to 2020 before COVID really impacted us big time. Uh, we did a preaching series on what it meant to practice the way of Jesus, to become, if you were, more like Jesus by doing what Jesus did. It was an introduction to the concept of doing that, and it's still available on the website if you want to catch up with that. I think at the time we explained that it was merely an introduction to practicing the way of Jesus, and we would break open some of the concepts a bit later. Here we are in Lent 2022, and we're doing that this Lent for the next few weeks. Over the next few weeks, we're going to look at the practice of Sabbath, the practice of simplicity, the practice of slowing, 
And today we look at the practice of silence and solitude as demonstrated by Jesus. Silence and I have never been great friends. I'm sure you're completely shocked by that idea, aren't you? Or perhaps not. Perhaps it's only me that the moment I uh, seek to be silent, my mind wanders to the next appointment, the next to-do, or simply I sit there listening to the dog bark in the garden. I imagine I'm not alone in finding silence difficult at times. However, there is a long history, as we know, of followers of Jesus seeking silence and solitude to be a place where they commune with God. Perhaps the most obvious one would be those who take a vow of silence, but that's not really what we're looking at today. Um, I racked my brains to think about where Jesus told us to be silent. and Well, we just heard he told the demons to be silent, but he, I couldn't think of anything particularly where he said, announced from the hill, hillside, as it were, thou shalt be silent. I think the only thing I came close to was when he was teaching his disciples how to pray, and he said, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Maybe you can figure out one where he did say that we should be silent. We really could do, couldn't we, with an example of what is and what isn't silence and solitude. And from my experience, silence and solitude is not about being lonely. It's not enforced, if you will, loneliness. I'm grateful to have not had too much of that in my life. But the times when I have been lonely have not necessarily been the best times with God. And silence isn't an empty echo in house or simply those times where you don't speak because you're being quiet on the train or something like that. Now, there, is, there isn't anything forced about silence and solitude. So really, to figure out what it is, we have to look towards Jesus. And our opening chapter of Mark is a great example, you see. We read most of that, didn't we? Jesus is commissioned by his Father to bring the kingdom of God to this earth. And so he cracks on and does it, doesn't he? Well, actually, he doesn't, does he? At once, the Spirit sent him into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. Jesus was in the wilderness already before he was tempted by the devil. And I'm told by those who have better Greek than I do, that actually wilderness is not the best translation of the Greek word eremos. Perhaps a better translation of the word eremos is actually the quiet place. We tend to think of deserts being sand and desolated places, don't we? Wilderness being like that. But the quiet place, I'm told, and it makes much more sense, is a better translation. We see the quiet place actually throughout the whole of Jesus' earthly ministry, don't we? But let's get back to Mark 1, where we see Jesus, uh, after he was tempted by the devil, he announces his good news, goes around teaching in the synagogues, he calls the disciples, he drives out demons, he heals many people, and he does that cycle time and time again. And then we read in verse 35, after he's healed that lady, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house. 
and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Any guesses what the word was translated into solitary? Eremos, the quiet place. You see, Jesus may not have announced from the hilltops about silence and solitude, but he demonstrated in the way he did live life and did ministry that it's an absolute requirement for anyone who wants to draw close to God. If your desire is to stop mucking around and, and actually get closer to God, then it's a requirement for you and I. Time and time again, we hear of Jesus withdrawing to reconnect to his Father in the quiet place. Up on a hill, in a boat, and of course, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus never did anything without first taking some silence and solitude with his Father. So as ever, my message is simple. That's our take-home for this Lent. If we want to connect with our Father God during this time, then we need to start practicing the rhythm of life that Jesus practiced, which included silence and solitude. And of course, there's no better time to start that than in Lent, is there? If you wait for a less busy time, it will never come. I wonder, for those of you that are tired, I wonder if you ever thought you were going to be as busy as you are in retirement when you were working. I see most of you actually get busier during retirement, not quieter. So now's the time to do it. Now's the time to actually start practicing the way of Jesus with silence and solitude. So let me explain my practice, or at least the practice I've, I've been trying. Not that my practice is the practice, it's just one way that I bumble along with. In my daily quiet time with God, um, I find a room in the house which is quiet, which is pretty much anyone these days actually, because uh, normally Susie's gone off to work. Um, and I set a timer on my phone. After I read my Bible, I set a timer on my phone for 10 minutes. I started off with five minutes. Uh, actually, I started off with one minute because I'm really not very good at this. But I started off properly with five minutes. And now we're up to 10 minutes. And I simply plant my feet on the floor as I sit in my chair. And I pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus you can use whichever words you want. Actually, Maranatha means come Lord. So I'm actually praying, come Lord, come Lord Jesus. And then I sit quietly. I don't pray, I don't say any words in my head, I just sit quietly. And it takes about 30 seconds normally before my mind has wandered off onto something else. Or the dog has got barked in the garden, or as it was on Friday, someone started a chainsaw next door. Um, but the moment I notice my mind drawn away, I simply draw my mind back and I pray, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, and continue in silence. I heard Pastor John Tyson say this week that if in 10 minutes of prayer you're drawn away 100 times, that's 100 opportunities to return to Jesus, which I thought was helpful for me at least anyway. It does take a bit of persistence and it does take a bit of time, and uh, it's taken me, Still, I'm still on that route as well, but I do pray and hope that actually I will grow in this, and I can see that that's beginning to happen. So what happens during my silent times? Well, 
I can relate to what Mother Teresa said when she was asked, what happens when you pray? When do you? And she said, well, I simply listen. And then the interviewer asked her, oh, well, what does God say then? And she says, oh, no, nothing. He listens. Because actually most often that's how it is for me. Most often there's no obvious interaction with God's spirit. But more often than not, at the end of my time, I leave knowing that I've been in the presence of God. And that stays with me throughout my day. I guess if we don't make time for God, can we be surprised if we don't know his heart for us? So my friends, you're all adults, and I commend this to you as a, a rhythm of life that I'm learning. Uh, to include a rhythm of life that has silence and solitude at each day. Start small and build up. That's my commendation to you this morning. Now, of course, whether you, as apprentice of Jesus, choose to do that is up to you, isn't it? But we're going to do a little bit of that this morning. So I'm going to set the timer on my phone for five minutes, and we're just going to sit in silence and solitude for a little while. If you want to pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, do so. If you want to pray some other words briefly to, to allow the Holy Spirit to be interact with you, do so. And if your mind wanders, just draw it back.
back. We're going to sing our next uh, hymn, which is uh, seven forces. There is a reason. If we're able to, let's remain standing as we grab our sheets and declare our faith together in the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Do have a seat as Linda brings us our intercessions for our week. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the signs of spring all around us. And we thank you, Lord, as we walk around this beautiful area. We thank you, Father, that we can enjoy moments with you, the stillness with you as we walk. Lord, as we just enjoy your presence and we glorify you, our Creator, our God. Thank you, Lord, for the times when we can draw close to you and you draw close to us what a joyful privilege that is as your children we thank you father thank you. and lord we thank you also that we can freely gather together in our parish this morning to worship you and lord we bring before you all the various areas of ministry undertaken here and particularly today we think of messy church we pray lord that there will be an awareness of your presence amongst all who gather May those who lead be guided by your Holy Spirit. And for all who help, may your love shine through. We pray for each child who attends that the eyes of their young hearts be opened to you and to who you are and to the awareness of your love for them. For the parents too, may the message of salvation penetrate their hearts and lives. We pray, Lord, that you will be glorified in the fun times and in the sharing of the gospel message. Lord, we ask your blessing on every aspect of the work done amongst us in your name, that through the teaching and preaching of your word, and in the reaching out in pastoral care and love, we in Bedhampton will be a light for you, and that we will have the joy of seeing many come to know you as Saviour. Lord, in your mercy... Hear our, Hear our prayer. prayer. Dear Lord, we pray for any in our parish who are struggling with anxiety, fear or depression. When life seems overwhelming, lead them, we pray, to a renewed trust and confidence in your faithfulness and love for them. We bring before you, Lord, those on our weekly sheet, especially we are thinking this morning of Peter, Bonnie, Elaine Newman, Janice Stott, Amelia, Michelle and Marjorie. We remember Alison Bull and pray for the families and friends of those who have died and of those whose anniversaries fall at this time. Draw near them, Lord Jesus, we pray. And in a quiet moment, we pray for those on our own hearts. We just bring them before you now, each one.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And now, dear Lord, our hearts are heavy with sadness as we watch the terrible scenes and destruction in Ukraine. There are many there who call you Heavenly Father. We look to you along with our brothers and sisters in Christ and with all those around the world who are interceding today. Please send your help swiftly. Each week we proclaim that you are a God of mercy. Please, our Father, show your power over this darkness, stay the hand of evil and bring help and healing to all in that land. And through it all, may there be a turning to you such as we have never seen before. And this morning I want to proclaim that hymn that some of us know, that proclaims who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that is who you are. We give you praise and thanks, O Lord, and ask that you accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We bring those prayers and the prayers of our hearts together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. It's been great to worship with you this morning, but we're going to sing our last hymn together now, number 36, and Can It Be That I Should Gain? And we're going to skip over verse 2, so we're going to go from 1 to 3, as we sing, And Can It Be That I Should Gain?
great to see you over tea or coffee, but for now, may God, our Redeemer, show us compassion and love. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.